Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any other sport, you tuned into the right place. Outside the Ring is brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you today. Um, later on in the show, we are going to be talking with... Uh, a good friend of mine uh, who's a professional fighter and also a professional football player. He is from the Baltimore Ravens, Tommy Z. Tommy Zibakowski is going to be later on on the show, and he's going to be joining us. And we'll be able to ask him a couple of questions uh, about his experience in, in, in the NFL and boxing and everything else. But also, um, you know, I'm back. Uh, he's back by popular demand. Once again, is my guest co-host, uh, Larry Bruick. What's going on, David? Yep, back by popular man. It feels great. I really, uh, really enjoy the love. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, um, I'm going to start off with a little bit of uh, bad news. Um, uh, another legend has passed away, Angelo Dundee, at the age of 90 years old. Uh, was a great, great trainer. He trained 15 world champions, and to name a couple, Shirei Leonard and Muhammad Ali were uh, some of his fighters. Muhammad Ali, everybody knows, is the greatest fighter, uh, greatest champion of, of all time. And, um, you know, I, I just want to send out uh, my, deepness, my deepest condolences to the Dundee family and just tell, tell the coach to uh, rest in peace. And um, he had a lot of champions for us. Uh, we also no, lost another pioneer, but this one was in, in the showbiz and in the music world. Don Cornelius uh, uh, unfortunately took his own life. Um, very sad. Um, a, a, a great man. He brought uh, Soul Train. He was a creator and the host of Soul Train. And um, uh, who didn't? <laughs> who didn't watch that show? I mean, on Channel Nine for us, every every time it came on, people people were glued to their TV sets and um, uh, would watch watch uh, some of the artists up there come out and 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 sing and and. And do it, do it for free. Not like nowadays that you know you have to go pay to see them, see them perform. That's and, all in um, the dance, David. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you've seen that happen. So that's the, uh, saying a lot for Soul Train, man. Yeah, it helped you big time. So you imagine had you not watched Soul Train, oh, you man, imagine I, I wouldn't be able to dance in a club, and and that's just you know that's what I do all day, every day. All day and every day is Larry. You guys heard it here first, Larry Brewick. <laughs> Learn how to dance on Soul Train, watching Soul Train. Wow, that that is amazing. That's good. But also, I don't know, I don't know if you uh, heard, but they did an an honorary Soul Train um, uh, line dance on Milwaukee Avenue. It was about a uh, about a good half half a half a block long, and people were lining up and 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 going down the Soul Train uh, uh, dance line and uh, a, a tribute to. Uh, Don Cornelius and that that great show that um, people went out there uh, to, you know, give uh, thanks, I guess, sort of in a way of uh, paying homage to Don Cornelius and the show. All right, guys. Well, enough about sad news. Let's talk about sports. 
On Friday night, I went to the University Club in downtown Chicago. You know, it's a very exclusive place there. Um, I fought there before uh, when I was a young kid as an amateur. Um, and it's so exclusive that uh, you, uh, the, the, like when you go and fight the fighters, as soon as they finish fighting, they cannot hang around there or anything. You got to go straight downstairs to the locker rooms and everything. And people, like let's say your family or if you want to, you can't bring nobody. It's just you up there. So uh, it was, it was, uh, you know, kind of neat to be on the other end of, 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 of the spectrum is sort of speaking in, 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 in the crowd and watching these young guys go at it. I also went downstairs, to, excuse me, to talk to a couple of fighters and they were pretty excited to see me there and asking me if I was going to, you know, go back into fighting. But, you know, I told them right now I'm just here as a spectator and came down to, uh, wish you guys luck and, and to go out, to go all out on it. And, and they did. They went out there and they performed very well. A lot of great um, talent that that was shown there for the Chicago area. Some of the uh, the guys uh, um, did all the fights were evenly matched. Most of the times when you go to some amateur fights, they're um, you know you know who's going to win just by the by the name of the uh, of the park or, or the club they represent. But in this one, it uh it all went to uh, uh, pretty evenly matched, and there were some good fights. So everybody around me was asking me for tips and and and. And, uh, you know, my suggestions, who do I got? And I, I, I tend to tell them, you just look at the corner. The corner will let you know. And, but it was, uh, I was wrong. <laughs> some of the guys that, <laughs> some of the guys that asked me for tips and stuff, I'm like, hey, listen, man, I go with the guys that I know who are the coaches and training them. But I ended up being like wrong three times. So that goes, I, I, I could never bet, man, cause I, I end up losing. Well, you remember we used to have the bets going at all the all the fights, and uh, what was I up to? I think it was it was honestly what like twenty five thousand fake dollars, I guess. But uh, you never, I don't, I don't think you ever won one. I won like one or two. Okay, I won one or two. But yeah, I'd, even I'd have, to, I'd have to check back in the records, but I don't think you won one. Yeah, well, I, I did. I know I won a couple, but um, you know, I, I went over there, and uh, it was it was just great, um, a, a great night that I had that day, and, and it was fun. And um going to see them kids fight and, and duke it out. Um, remember when I told you about the Mayweather offer to Cotto? Uh, I, I let us, I let everybody know that uh, uh, Mayweather had offered um, uh, Cotto a fight since the negotiations with the Pacquiao fell through. Uh, Mayweather's camp went right away to Cotto and said, hey, look, here's some money. And supposedly it was uh, pretty good money and that made uh, uh, Cotto want to sign and, and, and fight. And agreed to fight uh, Mayweather. And now they're going to do in this fight on Cinco de Mayo. That's May 5th for all my non-listening, uh, speaking uh, Spanish people. Uh, it's May 5th, the Cinco de Mayo. They're going to be uh, going at it. And um, Mayweather is actually moving on up to 154. So this is going to be pretty big for uh, Mayweather. See if he can take that, that big punch. Because what I'm thinking here that's going to happen is that Mayweather's probably looking already past um, um, Pacquiao, and he might be going for Sergio Martinez, guys. Honestly, if he's going to go step up and, and go into the 154-pound class, I think he's looking at that. And um, the reason that Cotto uh, took that fight, I believe it's a $30 million purse, guys. Wow. $30 million, $30 million purse. It's a 65-35 split, I think they, they said, or something like that. So that that's what made uh, Cotto said, uh, yeah, okay, let's go do it. Because uh, uh, Bob Arum, uh, w I mean, he's not on under contract with Top Rank anymore. So he's, uh, as of December 12th of last year, Cotto was not signed with Bob Arum. So he was free and able to do this deal, and that's why he took it. Because um, Bob Arum offered him some other fights, and it wasn't as high as this one. So... I guess uh, kudos for Cotto uh, uh, for for getting that, and also on that um, on that card, on the undercard is going to be uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Uh, he's going to be fighting a fighter to be determined, but um, it just goes to show you that um, he also might be uh, a challenge for uh, uh, for Mayweather his next fight because I, I believe he was the one that he threw his hat in the ring first and said, "Hey, I want to fight uh, Mayweather." Which I think is a mistake. 
Right, I was going to say he might be a challenger, but he's not going to be a challenge for Mayweather. Exactly. I don't think so either. I, I honestly think uh, Mayweather will, will expose um, um, Canelo's uh, uh, chin, if anything, because um, I don't know if you remember uh, a lightweight, uh, another Cotto, uh the older brother of Miguel Cotto, uh, Miguel Angel Cotto, um, Jose, Jose, Jose Angel Cotto, um, ended up rocking him, and he was a 150, 135 pound that blew up to 47, so he could fight him. So I don't know. I, I think, I think uh, uh, that's a dangerous one for uh, for Canelo if he really has his sights set on on, on Mayweather. But now we we're going on since obviously the fight that we all wanted to see didn't didn't happen. Now Pacquiao. Uh, there's rumors that it might be Timothy Bradley who's stepping in the ring with, um, with, uh, uh, Pacquiao. But if you guys remember, um, uh, his, uh, he was on the undercard with the Marquez fight. So everybody knew that, that this was probably gonna be, gonna happen. It's not a big surprise. It's the only, uh, viable, um, uh, uh, fighter that, that's out there that, that can generate some noise. But I also think this is uh, probably a, a little dangerous fight for uh, for for Pacquiao because Bradley can hit. He's elusive. He's he's a strong kid and and, and comes forward. But he's also able to box. So I I don't know. I, I think this this might be a, a dangerous fight for for uh, the Pac-Man. What do you think about that, Le? Well, I think it'll be more of a tune-up. I don't, I don't know that Bradley's going to be able to, you know, I don't know that he's going to be able to do what what Marquez has been really the only person that's been able to do. So I just think it'll be a tune-up fight, and I think that it will be kind of a, a precursor to the fight with uh, that's going to take place with Mayweather. It's got to take place, you know, at some point, and they're saying November. I think is when they're they're talking about doing it. So I think that uh, that, that this will be. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that dangerous for him to be honest <laughs> with you. No, you don't think. I think. I think it is just because of the style that uh, uh, Bradley has, you know, on on his way of style, being an aggressive boxer, and and you know, and he has a pretty good punch, man. So I don't know. I I, I tend to think it might be a dangerous fight, but now it might be dangerous if he overlooks him. You know, I mean, if, right, he, right. if he's if he's thinking it's going to be a, a cakewalk, it won't be. So yeah. Well, a little bit bad news for for the uh, Berto and uh, Ortiz fight. Berto had an injury while in preparation for his uh, his fight with um, Ortiz. I believe it was a they're saying it was a, a left uh, bicep injury, and that that's got to be hurting for for Berto who wanted to get his uh, revenge on Ortiz. So we're gonna we're gonna have to wait and see, and uh, because they're both saying they they still want to fight each other, so we're gonna have to wait and see and see if if that that happens still because. You know, it's kind of tough, man, when, when you're preparing yourself for a, for a fight, a big fight, and the stuff like this happens. Now, whether it's because some of your sparring partners are, are, are really trying to take your head off, which is something that, that, that is always done, you know, in, in, in preparation for a big fight. Because one, they want to help you, and, and two, they want to do something for themselves so they can say they ended up hurting you or beating you in, in, in a sparring session. So it's it's kind of kind of like a, a thing you gotta you gotta be careful on 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 your preparation and who you pre- uh, prepare yourself with. So that, that's, that's such kind a tough of thing. So, such a tough thing because now none of them get paid, right? I mean, Ortiz was was training and doing all the things, and now he just he's out of paycheck. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that that that's what it is. They they don't get paid. They they probably got a little advanced because of the, uh, you know, um, uh, camp camp uh uh you know training camp expenses and stuff like that. So they might have got a little bit of that. So if they didn't, you know, spend all that, they they'll be alright to go and probably do something else, um, later on and still have enough to prepare the for for their fights. So you know, we'll we'll just have to wait on that and see what happens with. With um, with that, but um, next on the outcome, we're going to be discussing the USC event I attended with uh, with my boy Larry at uh, Chicago at, at the United Center. And later on in the show, you catch up with Baltimore Ravens Tommy Z. You can uh, call into the show at eight 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 three four six nine one forty four.
All right, we'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports what's the national pastime in the u.s in the 21st century are you sure think again three out of four americans have made nfl football the true american pastime it's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world but how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes tune in to enter the league with eugene t lee esquire as your host eugene was the featured nfl agent in the espn acclaimed documentary the dotted line and now he takes his expertise to the voice america sports channel listen every thursday at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. You're listening to Outside the Ring, and this is our segment, the segment we like to call The Outcome. Well, I'm going to veer off for a little bit later because um, I just had a question asked to me on, on Facebook. They asked, what would I think about a fight between Canelo Alvarez and the Vicious Ortiz? Um, I think that would be actually a pretty good fight. I honestly do think it, it would be a good fight. Will it happen right now? I don't know. I, I don't think it's... It, it, it will, but we'll see what happens. What do you think about it, Lee? Be a good fight. I think. Uh, I think um, Canelo is not there yet, though. For some reason, I just I still don't really think he's there. So I think my opinion is Ortiz a little bit further along. Um, but but I think he might be a little. Uh, uh, Canelo might be a little too big for for Ortiz as far as just you know he's a he's a strong kid and in a wide body so I'm just not I think it'd be a good fight but I don't think that uh, Canelo would beat him I I exactly but I I think uh, uh Canelo I actually think he might just because Canelo has a, a little bit more heart than than uh, Ortiz I feel and if he feels the the pressure of Canelo coming at him I I, I definitely do think uh um, Canelo would, would take it, and I what believe he has it. Are of him actually going in for a hug if he gets a foul? Probably, probably slim to none. Huh? <laughs> yeah, probably slim to none. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I just think also what's going to play into it too is is, is Canelo's up at one fifty four, so um, and Ortiz is at forty seven. So I think it would be a good fight. I, I honestly think um, I would take Canelo on that one, but like again. I go to tell you, everybody again, don't, don't, don't take me to Vegas and, and, and put it down because <laughs> we don't, we all know what will happen, right? Yep. Well, you know, um, this weekend, uh, this weekend, actually, I'm looking forward to it because, um, uh, on the, uh, on Saturday, uh, Rubio and Chavez Jr. are going to go at it. And, um, like I said before, man, this is going to be a good fight. They're both 
uh, almost like at the same level. I would, I would, I would honestly try to say that Rubio's up a little bit more than Chavez just because of the experience of the fighters he's had. And um, I would actually like to see the. I would like to be at this one because there's a lot of bad blood between both of them. So I, I think um, I think this this fight this coming up this Saturday is going to be great. So guys, don't miss it out. It's going to be it's going to be a fight to 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 see. And also on the undercard is uh, Nonito Donaire versus uh, Wilfredo Vasquez Jr. Um, so that's going to be a good one. I don't know if you remember Larry, but he lost his title to um, Arce. Yeah, where his dad stopped, stepped in to, to, to stop the fight and, uh, Junior was mad and, but it was a smart thing because look at it now. Now he's going up against Donaire and, uh, at a chance at, at superstardom with, um, if he ends up beating Donaire, which I don't think he will, no but, way. um, it, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great chance. It's, it's an opportunity. So, um, but before I think I fr- one of those underrated fighters, I don't think he's given enough credit. Not at all, not at all, and um, um, he is uh, he's a good person to begin with, great kid, and um, definitely a great fighter, and you're right, Larry, he, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves, actually, that was one of the reasons why he was trying to leave from top rank and go to uh, um, uh, Golden Boy, because he felt that he wasn't getting the same push as Pacquiao was because of, uh, you know, Obviously, the draw that Pacquiao gets, this guy's Filipino too, and he wanted, he wanted the attention as well. So, you know, um, th- that was one of the reasons he was trying to leave Golden Boy. But uh, before I forget, I want to thank Dana White and everyone at UFC for the great accommodations that uh, uh, they gave us um, uh, for myself and, and for, for Larry. Uh, thank you so much. And um, also want to thank Dana Marcioloni. Thank you so much for, for uh, always keeping in contact with us and, and uh, appreciate it. Um, you know, we had a great time there, right, Larry? Didn't we? Yeah, d- definitely a good time. I think he went off. But uh, we had a great time there, and we were, yeah, we had a great time there, and we were, uh, you, got you know, me? yeah, I got you, I got you, brother. You know, didn't we have a great time there? <laughs> Man, that was a good time. We We had some fun, that's for sure. Yeah, we sure did. And um, we were actually, uh, well, I was actually sitting ne- next to uh, a gentleman from San Diego who was with uh, Phil Davis's people. You know, Phil Davis's camp is, we were next to his mom, his brother, uh, on my side, on the right side. And his name was uh, Craig Donor, and he was an ex, ex-Navy SEAL from San Diego. And he was there with his friend from uh, from Ohio. Really, really good people, man. Really good people. I had, a, I had a good time sitting there next with them and, and talking about the fights. I actually asked, I asked Craig to uh, get Larry into um, a Navy SEAL choke where he would, you know, get him passed out for an hour or two, just lay there on, on the ground. But uh, you've seen us Ooh, talking. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're telling, now you're saying something <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we were actually, you know, sitting around good people. We also were uh, sitting next to uh, Curtis Granderson. Uh, from, from the New York Yanks. And, um, the funny thing that happened there was that, you know, Larry, you were telling, you were asking me, man, hey, you know this guy? You know this guy? And I'm like, listen, man, I don't, I don't know who he is. I mean, I'll tell you one thing though, man, he's not a fighter because he's got a, a pretty good looking nose and he don't got no cauliflower ears. So he's definitely not a fighter. So, you know, and so then what, what, what you asked me to do? Take a picture of you, and that you were gonna lean back, so like that you could study the picture. No, and I was what like, I said was, man, I can't <laughs> think of who this guy is. Somebody's got to know. And I, I was thinking of my buddy Gilbert that knows a lot of a lot of people like that. So I'm like, man, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to Gil and see if he knows who this guy is. But uh, then I ended up thinking about it. So uh, I got it. Was, uh, why don't you just mind just talk boxing, all right? Well, you know, it was funny because uh, th- through all of that, you um. We ended up talking to them actually, and and then and you know finding out that it was that it was him, Curtis Granderson, and he was there with one of his buddies as well. And the funny thing is that they were, they what what they were doing to try to get um uh, Donna's attention, <laughs> but she didn't know he, that she was there. Every girl that passed by that looked like a person that was uh um. Uh, you know, important with uh, W. I mean, with uh, UFC, they were like Donna, Donna, hi, Donna. <laughs> so to I me, that was that what was... they were doing the whole time. I'm yeah. like, what is going on here? Then I go, I finally go. You don't know who Donna is, do you? And he's like, nope. <laughs> but we gotta say thanks. So right, exactly, definitely. 
So uh, we we were all on the same boat. We had to say thanks to Donna because she was the one that accommodated us with the with the tickets, and uh, we were we were uh, surrounded by a lot of good people there. And uh, it, was, it was a fun night. There were a couple of weird ones there that just strolled in once in a while, and, and um, <laughs> it, but it was a fun night. It was a fun night. All right, so now we're gonna start talking about the UFC fights that took place there. And uh, let me tell you guys, it was a jam-packed place. Uh, uh, the United Center was jam-packed. Um, it was a sold-out event. They had already been announcing that for a while. And obviously we were there to, uh, to root for the Chicago and, uh, and, uh, fellow, uh, Chicago and, uh, Chicago police officer, Mike Russo. And, uh, you know, he took on, uh, John Olva Enino, Enino, uh, from, uh, Brazil. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't an exciting fight that we all expected to, to, to see, you know, Mike Russo from hometown and just to light up the, 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 the crowd. But you know it was actually pretty boring because um um the the Brazilian was always on his back and and Russo was trying to you know attack and, and get on top of him trying to get him into into a submission hole but you know never really quite could get the angle um Russo ended up winning the fight and I I think he did um um I guess get it get it on points and stuff he did though take a, a couple of, of heel kicks a heel kicks from 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 the Brazilian straight to his jaw, man. And those were at least at least size twelve or fifteen, man. Those are the longest feet hit him, Russo in, in, in the face. And um, also there was uh, the fight uh, Cub Swanson and and Joe Rube, which ended in a knockout in the second round. And um, that's the guy that that uh, was all tatted up, right, uh, Larry? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Clay Guida's buddy. Yeah, Clay Guida's buddy, and uh, we were there uh, talking about it and yelling for him because you, you know, we like I said, we were around a lot of people. Clay Guida was there. Uh, Uriah Faber was there. We had we had a great a great time, you know. So um, uh, took pictures with all of them and everything. But we were there, and Cub was and uh, Guida was yelling for Cub to do certain things. So then we just joined the crowd and and started. Uh, I'm doing it. And um, he he ended up winning the fight, uh, second round stoppage. Uh, there was also uh, Charles uh, Oliveira defeated Eric Weisey. and this one was a crazy submission, man. Because I thought the guy's knee was gonna come out, dude. Because yeah, he good. had oh my goodness, man. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, you gotta just say stop, man. And he took he stayed on trying to get out of it for a good three seconds, four seconds, which is. In um in uh, UFC that's a, that's a long time you know man so I know you the one you really wanted to see was the uh uh the co-main event Michael Bisbing versus uh Charles uh, Sonnen and uh, what did you think about that one Larry? Yeah well I, I well, personally I honestly thought Bisbing won and uh, and I think there was some controversy after that too I think even uh, Dana White said that he thought that uh, he won so. I don't know. The one one judge I think had it thirty twenty seven, and that was a joke. But um, but I think it was um, it was a lot closer than I thought. I tell you what, that that uh, Chael Sonnen is uh, man, that guy is hilarious. Yes. So did you hear his? Uh, well, you heard it. You were with me. The, uh, yeah. the speech afterward. Yeah, that he's the the one that that everybody should be looking at and all this yeah. stuff. He, he so, told Joe Rogan, "This is not for me. This is for you. You're standing next to greatness. Yeah. You're interviewing greatness, uh, man. He was he was kind of like an old school uh, wrestling promo." Yeah, yeah, definitely was, man. But that guy's something else. But we all went to go see Rashad Evans and Phil Davis fight. Um, to me, it was all all Evans. Uh, you know, Davis had to reach on him, but I don't know, man. Uh, Rashad Evans just put the pressure on it, just what uh, little guys do, and you know he went out there and did his thing, and he took he took care of uh, Davis. Sorry for the people of San Diego that sat next to us, man. We told him, but you know, um, you win some, you lose some. All right, so stay tuned next for our segment. We'll be uh, chatting up with my friend uh, Tommy Zibikowski. Stay tuned. <laughs> internet flagship station for sports voice america sports ready for in your face sports 
Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about, either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go? You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, brought to you by Zeiss. This week on the show will be... Lucas Cochran, the all-around winner of the Kansas Monster Buck Classic with a score of 242 net. We'll also have 10-year-old Allison Wright, Keaton Hawker, and Carla Schartz. Plus, we'll have Cat Daddy, Unpro Shansworth, and Tim Jones of Knox Wildlife Blends. All brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, now I like to call this segment the Fighter's Corner, and we definitely have a fighter for you. In this segment, we have one of my great friends. I've known this cat for a long, long time, actually since he was 12, and, and I was taller and heavier than him at that time. At that time, um, i like to uh, introduce everybody, Tommy Zibakowski, the Fighting Raven, but we might have to change that name uh, later on we'll get to it he's a professional fighter with four with four wins three KOs played for the University of Notre Dame and made his pro uh, NFL debut with the 2008 Baltimore Ravens hey Tommy welcome to the show they're getting good at this radio thing David oh man you know what I, I gotta start looking for a different avenue and, and see if you can pick this up you know? natural though Oh man, is that I? I could talk a little bit. That's all. That's all it is, man. So how you been? How you been, brother? I've been well. Been well. Just been um, laying low, healing the wounds from uh, from the season. Just take about a week or two off after the season. Let the let the trauma settle down and start working out again. You know how it is as an athlete. You can't take too much time off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, whatever. Larry's take it easy, man. He's got attitude. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's just... I know I rub people the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you well, know I mean, but... Hey, Larry, could you... Come on, I'm trying to do... Just, we don't have to throw around there. You're an athlete, you know? <laughs> well, Larry, hey, he is an athlete, though. I mean, this is a radio sports show, right? Can you just please settle down, man? I'm trying to do an yeah. interview here. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right, Tommy. I'm sorry, man. You're going to have to excuse my guest. It's good. It's good. He's, he's, you know, it's just a pain in the ass sometimes, man. But anyway... um. You know, we obviously go way back, man. I've known you since, like I said, man. I was taller and heavier than you, and and you came into the gym with your old man, and mm-hmm. and God God bless him. He, he he's an awesome person. He kept you in boxing and 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 playing football, and, and you did you did it, man. You you came up, and um, not only are you playing football professionally, but you've also fought professionally, man. Tell me tell me how how that how that feels, able to grab both your loves and and mix them in yeah. together. It's, um, you know, you're never, uh, never satisfied. You know, I guess that's what's kept me going for so long, but it's just something I set out at at a very young age that I wanted to accomplish. Um, 
you know, I really, honestly, I always wanted to be in the Olympics. That was, you know, when I first entered the boxing game was right, you know, 1996, 95 was about the time I entered the boxing game. So just knowing how, what it meant to be able to represent your country and fight, you know, among the amateurs best is something I always wanted to do. But football took, took the front seat. It was a way to, you know, pay for education. It's something I loved. It was just something that, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be, to be, uh, talented at both of them, but you know how it has been. I've been putting in time in the gym since I was nine years old and putting time on the field since I was five years old. So it's not like it came by accident. Right, right. You never made it to the Olympics, Tommy? What's that? (laughs) You never made it to the Olympics, huh? Nah, I took a professional fight when I was in college, so that pretty much scratched any opportunity I had. Mm. I redshirted in 03. I would have missed it. (laughs) 2004 was the first year I was starting in college, so I missed it. I missed it uh, every time. Yeah. Uh, Nick, a good question, Larry. Could you just keep it away? Anyway, Tommy, um, you know what? Let, you know, you're doing both. What's the big difference between both sports? You know, which one would you say is harder or is it, or is it the same or, or can you um, just... The, the thing that always drew me to boxing was just um, the mental warfare of it that a lot of people don't understand. The psychology of, of just overcoming your deepest, darkest fears before you walk into a ring to fight the most dangerous game, you know, just for a little bit of fun, for a little paycheck, for whatever it is that you're doing it, you're still doing it. It's something, you know, pretty wild that not too many people can say they've done. But um, to be able to play America's sport and to make it at the, the highest level, um, these guys are superb athletes. Anytime you can see these guys play up close and personal, it's, it's some... Um, you know, that's special, and it's, it's very special to be a part of. I bet, I bet, man. And, and, and you're playing with the great defense there with uh, the Ravens. Uh, how is uh, how is Lewis, man, Ray Lewis? Man, how is he? It's, it's, uh, since I first came in, um, you know, it's hard for me to cut my mouth shut, but I keep my mouth shut and just see how, how these guys work, what, what, what makes them great. And it's passion, you know, it's a passion and just, just a, uh, just wanting to gain more knowledge about the game every single day. It's not that they just sit and study film, just watching film. It's they, they watch, they watch football, they play football, they practice football at the highest level they could possibly do. They just, it's a lifestyle that they've chosen, which is why they are who they are. They, they, they're, they're a winning team, they're winning defense every year. Now, now for, for most of you who don't know, uh, Tommy, you own, uh, Tommy Z's Pure Speed. Uh, workout facility, uh, to, you know, obviously help you with, mm-hmm. uh, the speed and everything. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because I, I went to, yeah. to, to one of those things. It was, it was some, um, you know, I started doing from a young age. It was just something that always helped me, um, you know, hone athletic skills. Just some of the training that I've learned along the way. But, um, I do a lot of things that, that are different that, that a lot of people aren't able to do. So I keep it to, um, you know, specialize it if it's a top athlete like yourself, but for the most part, we're trying to get, um, you know, kids in, learn the fundamentals of training, learn the fundamentals of running, and just anybody who's got a passion for for athletics and want to make themselves better. Well, that's awesome. And where is this located? Let them know. Let them that's know right where it's located. Right off of 53. Uh, you take the Kennedy to 53 up by Woodfield. You get off at Dundee Road. Uh, I don't have the address for you. I've, I've been going there since <laughs> I was a kid, so I've always known it by sight. Uh, that, that's good, though, man. But now, now um, I have a question that uh, Richie, one one of um, the guys from Facebook, he, uh, you know Richie. You probably know Richie. Richie wants to know. Uh, he's from Hamlin Park. He wants to know what is it like playing with Brandon Abadejo, who both yeah, of you guys Hamlin, are from. He was a Hamlin Park kid. He grew up in Hamlin Park for a little bit, so I think he was like ten. Him and his brother actually before they move out to California, but he's, um, he embodies Hamlin Park, you know, just a hard-working <laughs> dude, just, um, had to spend time in NFL Europe, had to, never was a drafted, you know, drafted out of college, just a guy that, hard-working dude that always just kept his nose to the grindstone and just kept working till he made it. Right, exactly, man. You know, any, mo- any memorable moments stand out on the field for you in the, in the pro season? Yeah, it's all one big blur. You know how it is. You know how getting hit that is. 
<laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Now, like, it's, it's like I said, until it's over, until you see it on film again, you know. Right, right, exactly. Now, I, I know. I mean, you, 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 um, your first, uh, your rookie season, you guys almost made it to the Super Bowl. Um, and this year again, I mean, what, 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 what happened, man? What, what, what was the breakdown? Give me it's, the little uh, quick breakdown. It's just all. It's just it's that's the NFL. Um, and with anything. Uh, it's just magnified when it's in the playoffs. I think we had a young team, a, a pretty um, battle-tested team. We had Joe, you know, the rookie year, we had a lot of young players with a, mixed with a lot of old players. And I think new coach and everything, we had a lot of talent, but it's just not all the pieces were in the right place um, and fought through some things and then thought we were the team, you know, this year to, to be winning the AFC, but got beat by a better Patriots team, even though, you know, we think we're the better team. We know we're a better team. It's just that's not the case. They won the game. They're in the Super Bowl. So, um, you know. Oh, you guys are out of it, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were um, 15 We were fifteen seconds away from putting it into uh, overtime. But, you know, yeah. things don't always go your way. All right. Um, um, Tommy, I have a yep. real uh, a question for you from a, a girl from uh, from Naperville. Her name is Carol. Uh, she wants to know your mm-hmm. status. Are you single? And yeah, she wants to know if you're single, engaged, or are you willing to date married women? Wait married women tend to be my specialty, but I I try and, I'm, the, a single, and the, I'm a single person for life. I don't know. I don't know about. I can't. I can't say the M word or the W word, which is wife or marriage. It's still a little. I got too much to accomplish in this in this athletic field. That was from Naperville, David. Yeah, Carol from Naperville. Actually, it's your wife, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 actually your wife. You know that, that she said that she would she would that that you you know having Tommy on the show made her day and that she would drop Larry like a hot potato with Tommy <laughs> in a minute that's it oh Gone. man Out. David yes sir man, rough on him huh ball buster oh man <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not being I'm not I'm not ball busting this is on my Facebook page uh, under this your picture I'm telling you the truth. This is what it is. If they go home and something happens in Naperville, hey, you know what? It is? You know, you know. The only, has the only thing when we went to the when we went to the Notre Dame game, the only thing she asked me, she didn't care if I was out for three days. All she said was, "Hey, just get Tommy to sign this jersey for me." It's been hanging in our bedroom ever since. So that, that that's kind of why I don't really care for you too much, Tommy. I hear you. It's all right. Yeah, I still like you. All right, thank you. No problem. <laughs> There you go, brother. Just stay so now, my house. Uh, <laughs> no. So seriously, now, Tommy, what's going to happen after this season? What 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 are you looking forward to? What what's going on? Uh, give us a little bit. Yeah, what's what's open happening? Market, open open market free agency now. So it's kind of sitting tight and um, taking your skills on the road. So hey, man, we're we'll gonna have to happens. petition. We're gonna have to petition for you to to come over here, come back home, come to Chicago yeah, Bears, know. man. Let the people we need know, you. David. Let them know. Yeah, we everybody we gotta sign a petition, make a petition for Tommy Z to come to the Bears. We need him here. Our hometown, I get tickets. I mean never mind. I um <laughs> I uh I, I need it. Real quick, uh Tommy, there's an uh, a kid who wants to know his name is Robert, uh, he's a high school football player and wants to know what's the best advice you can give a uh, a kid, you know, who wants to uh play the college and obviously go into the pros. Um, man, you just got to stick at it. It's hard to say whether you make it or not. Talent alone isn't enough. Hard work alone isn't enough. Everyone's got that. It's just, uh, you got to find your spot, whatever it is, if you really want to make it and just, I mean, I can't give any other advice than what I did, which was just keep working until you make it. You got to grind harder than anyone else. So, Robert, it's the grind. Do the grind. You got to do the grind. A lot long of people. Haul, brother. It's a long haul. Yep, all, all, everybody wants a quick route, a quick round. No, you got to you got to work hard. Tommy yeah. man, I want to I want to thank you brother again for for coming on the show and I'm definitely going to keep up and we're going to try to get you to the Bears, man. <laughs> Not it. like I got like, like I got any pool or anything, but <laughs> Tommy, I'm a hey, fan man. too, man. I appreciate right, it, Tom. guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Take it easy. All right, man. we'll catch up again soon. All right, man. Definitely right, have yeah. you on. All right, brother.
We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place it can be done and darnell autry proves it every week on outside the spotlight in this program athletes and artists come together to share their success stories hobbies professional projects and more that will interest not only the sports fan but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories if you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer listen for outside the spotlight fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america sports Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. Thank you, and welcome back to Outside the Ring. I'm your host, David Diaz, and welcome to the championship round. Uh, before I get started, I want to um, congratulate uh, Iron Mike Tyson. He is going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame for the man. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but Mike, Mike had done some uh, stints there with uh, WWE, and he's going to be inducted on, uh, I believe it's uh, in March, later on in March, and it will be at the... American Airlines Arena, March 31st. So I uh, wish him nothing but the best and um, uh, a lot of uh, good times for him. I also want to congratulate um, uh, Fanfara. Chicago's uh, Andres Fanfara is stepping up in Friday in uh, Byron Mitchell. Byron Mitchell has a record of 29-9 with 22 KOs. And um, it's, it's going to be a big step up for uh, Andres Fanfara. I used to fight that kid. When uh, I was uh, 135, this kid was 135. Now he's all the way up to light heavy. Like I said it before, and I say it again, McDonald's is very good for the European people. Makes them big and tall, and for the Mexicans, it's no good. It keeps us short and fat. So you know, I, I keep on asking him, man, what are you eating? He's like Big Mac, Big Mac. So you know, it is what it is. Um, can't be mad at him, though. But I also want to congratulate Sam Colonna. Sam Colonna was here on a show before uh, the previous week, and um, he wanted. I want to congratulate him because uh, he stepped up and said that uh, he did not want to miss uh, two of his fighters' uh, fight, and they're very important fights. Donovan George, who is going to be fighting um, 
in March, March 18th, I believe. And uh, Fanfaro was supposed to fight on that same night. So he, it was, it was something that he was able to do where the promotion from the fight of uh, Fanfaro were able to move a day back, and now he's able to to be in uh, both their fights, which is really awesome that that a coach would. Uh, not uh, try to pick, uh, uh, you know, one of his fighters because he said he's like, I've been with these guys since they started, and for him to miss out on uh, on a special special occasion on a special night of the, of their life would not be right, and he wanted to be there with them. Um, now I'm going to give you a little bit of more sad news in, in the sense. I mean, you know, uh, I've been around a, a lot of soccer, uh, quite a few soccer games, and you know they're a little rowdy with a little bit of a uh, name calling and 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 pushing, and you know, just uh, never escalated to how it did. I guess in Egypt, it was one of the deadliest riots in sports history. Uh, as of now. Uh, I believe it's 74, the last time I got on the internet and seen, 74 people dead and over a thousand injured, and uh, that the military had to come in and um, try to handle everything down, and it, it just got crazy, and it, supposedly it's all because the underdog beat, like, the, 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 um, the winningest uh, soccer team in Egypt, I uh, beat them by a score of 3-1. to one. So um, that's what the, uh, I guess the guys that were on top got pissed off and and, and started uh, started uh, uh, you know going at it. So um, it's unfortunately that certain things like that have to happen, but um, it is what it is. And um, I hope I hope nobody else uh, ends up uh, passing away because of this from the injured people. I hope that now there was some other news too that uh, there was some reports saying that I was going to fight Marquez. Um, in, in in June, or that they had offered a fight. It's true they offered me a fight to to, to fight Marquez. Um, at the time, at this time, I, I turned it down because um, I don't I don't feel like um, I'm in the process of getting down to 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 the grind. Like I've said, I have been contemplating a retirement, so it's something that I I might do in the in the in the near future. Announce my retirement, but as of now. I'm not retired, and I will be thinking about fights, or if not to fight. But that's just pretty much it. I'm pretty sure my my kids are are happy to hear that, and definitely my wife. Um, but that's all I have to say for today's show, and I am going to let you guys go. Again, tune in next time to Outside the Ring. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.